Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over 200 different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. On today's episode, I get to talk to a friend and previous coworker, Nuru Sangar. Nuru is an Ayurvedic specialist and an Ayurvedic doctor in India. Nuru and I used to work together at a corporate well-being center that focused on holistic health. It focused on how do we help people be proactive about their well-being and managing stress. I wanted to have Nuru on the podcast to talk about Ayurvedic medicine, what it is. Some of us might not even know what Ayurvedic medicine is because in our Western world, we can get really narrow-minded about our healthcare. And I think what's beautiful about Ayurvedic medicine is how holistic it is and how much it connects us to nature and our natural rhythms in life where in our modern day world, we've become very detached from that. And as Nuru talks about in this episode, it can throw us off balance. I hope you gain a lot of perspective, maybe your curiosity in Ayurvedic medicine or just even exploring the world of Ayurvedic knowledge is intriguing and opens up a whole new world of how you get to take care of yourself. So let's settle into this episode and let's get centered. Welcome to the Centered in the City podcast, Nuru. Thank you so much, Wade. Thank you so much for inviting um, on this podcast and giving me opportunity to share my thoughts with your listeners. I am so honored to have you because I know you personally and have seen you in work mode and know how much value and wisdom you have to share. So this is going to be a good one. I want to kick us off by having you share with us like what are your favorite what's one of your favorite practices or rituals that you do for yourself for your well-being on a daily basis so my favorite ritual is when i wake up in the morning i'm not just jumping out of the bed or looking at my phone i'm just taking a few minutes and take a deep breath and just think about something positive So I wake up this morning and I thought that I'm thankful to God that I'm healthy. I don't feel any pain in my body and I'm relaxed. So uh, anything, so it's depending from day to day, what the positive thoughts that I would like to focus on. So that's a favorite part. So I'm not... uh, starting my day in anxiety, like, okay, I, um, I have this thing, I need to finish this. 
I love that. That's similar to a practice that I do. I call it ground my feet in gratitude. And it's just taking that moment the second you get out of bed for me to put my feet on the ground and think about three things that I'm grateful for. And so I love what you're sharing of just like think about one positive aspect. So just even that sense of, wow, my body feels healthy today. And what a gift that is because we don't really celebrate that until we've been sick or have an injury or have an illness that we're then like, oh my God, you know, I wish I was better. But to just really savor those moments where we feel good. Yeah. So as a human being, I think we are hardwired to focus on a bigger things and which is not very good uh, for us. I think we should actually appreciate uh, these small little things happening in our uh, day to day. Sometimes I heard people, okay, I'm not happy in my job right now. I wanted this promotion and it didn't happen. But I was like, do you know there are so many people right now getting laid off from their job? And you have that job. You should appreciate this every morning rather than thinking about, oh, I didn't get this um, promotion that uh, you were expecting. I know people do work hard for that, these kind of things, but we should not forget these small little things. And uh, yes, means it's totally make a difference. Once you start this practice, you will notice how it's changing your life. It's very true. And how often we do get caught on these like bigger milestone moments than what I like to call I have these little names for everything, these mindful moments, right? That we get to pause and just savor and appreciate the little things, the little joys or the delights. Nuru, will you tell us what is Ayurvedic medicine? Yes. So let's start with the word Ayurveda. What does that mean? So that will help you to understand actually what the Ayurveda is. So Ayurveda is the um, composed with two words, Ayur and Veda. So Ayur means life and Veda means the book, the whole book about how you should live your life. Um, so when I was uh, doing this um, degree of Ayurveda, it's a five and a half year degree in India. So when I was de- uh, doing this degree in the beginning of the first semester, they, uh, there is a one book known as um, a strong sangrahe. So it's mostly about at what time you should be waking up and uh, what type of clothes you should be wearing. Uh, you'd, uh, you should wear some fragrance. And I was like, what they are talking about? How does that um, will help us to treat the disease? And I, I was so confused, but later on, it did make sense for me. Means Ayurveda is not just about treating your disease, it actually focus on maintaining the health of healthy person. So that's the main goal of Ayurveda. Yes, later on, they focus on the treating the disease, but if you uh, maintain the health of healthy uh, person, then you will be never sick, right? So not everyone born with any kind of ailments, right? It's a very less, you can say, unfortunate people who are born with some disease or deformity or something. Otherwise, most of the people are born healthy. So later on, we are doing something that we are getting high blood pressure, diabetes, or uh, uh, some uh, kind of problem in your body, or let's say cancer. So it's not coming, it's not like a, you are hitting a car after that high blood, blood pressure came in, right? So it's just about how your lifestyle is, what you're eating, all these things affects your body. 
So Ayurveda's main focus is uh, focus on your physical health, your mental health, and as well your spiritual health. So then later on, when in second semester or third semester, okay, I, I that makes sense for me. Okay, why they were talking, how um, socially we should be interacting with people. Like there is a, a small example that we should not talk negative um, uh, to anybody or we should never say negative words uh, about yourself uh, also. Like, oh, my hairs are not good. My skin is not that good. I don't uh, uh, look fabulous or whatever it is. So it does uh, impact slowly on our um, body because of our subconscious mind saving all these things, right? And slowly it's building up in your mind and it can lead to depression also. So we don't focus on these small little things, but Ayurveda help, help us to understand why we should be focusing each and small little thing in our day-to-day uh, -day life so that uh, it can help us to stop, to get into a, a bigger problem, any kind of ailments. So one simple example is like I was talking, waking up in the morning and not jumping out of the bed and just grabbing my phone or looking at my schedule. Okay, what's going on today? So just doing that, you can have a high blood pressure thing. And it's not, I'm just saying it's a practical thing with a lot of my clients. So what happens when you are waking up in the morning and looking at your schedule, or let's say reading some news on your phone, uh, scrolling down and seeing, oh, this uh, gun shooting happened. So you are triggering in your mind that anxiety, which you don't know. And it's to slowly start building up. And it's not happening in one day. It's happening like in a over the years. And slowly you have this high blood pressure. So people just focus on, okay, right now, um, I have, if you go to the doctor, they just tell you, okay, decrease your salt level or do some exercise or something. They never go back and check about what triggered that thing? Then they will never ask you, okay, uh, tell me uh, what's your daily routine is. Did ever any doctor ask you that? No, they will just focus. You have high blood pressure, do this and take this medicine. That's it. That's not the Ayurveda is. Ayurveda is all about going deep into the root cause and then figuring out, okay, what would be the best practice or herb for you uh, that you can do and uh, you can manage your high blood pressure. So that's the beauty about Ayurveda is it's focused on every aspect of your life. It's not just one thing. So like uh, yoga and meditation is also a part of Ayurveda. So it's uh, focusing how you're connecting your uh, um, uh, mind to your uh, body. And also the meditation is taking care of your spiritual health. So which is not a part of any other um, uh, medicines. So just Ayurveda focus on that thing. It's not just if someone is coming to me, I'm just telling them, okay, take this herb and take it for like 15 days and then come back to me. It's not like that. There are a lot of things that I need to know about you, how you're waking up, what you're eating, what's your lifestyle, how your, uh, the stress is in your life, everything, uh, your sleep, um, it means your uh, relationship with other people, everything is a part of that. Thank you for explaining that because it is so beautiful how holistic it is. In our Western medical world, you have a boo-boo, right? Let's put some like cream on top of that and put a Band-Aid over it, right? But not yeah. going to the root 
of where did that boo-boo come from? And really understanding, I especially love how not only is it mental health brought in, but like spiritual. And I think in our Western cultures, we've lost that spiritual connection and how much a part of our human well-being that actually is. I'm curious, you're saying that Ayurvedic is about, you know, this life book, right? So these are the things you should be doing. These are the practices and the regimens to be following. And I talk a lot about untangling from the shoulds of society, because I think a lot of the time, especially with social media, we can see like influencers and we can see entrepreneurs doing their morning routine. And there's this message that my morning routine needs to look like this. I need to be getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I need to be taking a cold shower. I need to be meditating. I need to be reading. I need to be moving my body. And if I'm not doing that all before 7 a.m., then I am like a failure at life. It's kind of the messaging, and I'm, I'm being very extreme, but kind of the messaging that we get. So there's a lot of like shoulds out there. So how, when you work with your clients within the framework of Ayurvedic, like how do you balance listening to the inner wisdom of people's own health and well-being and what works for them and their dosha types, which we could talk a little bit more about, and also what the life book is telling you? So what happens when some clients come to me, they are mostly influenced by the internet. So what's in the trend, right? So I tell them whether it's working for you or not. So because according to Ayurveda, we are all different human beings. Like we have, everyone in this world has a different fingerprint. In the same way, we have our own um, gene print, you can say, in our body. So I can't be doing what other person is doing or maybe whatever uh, the uh, working for that person, it's not always that it will work for me. But just following this, um, these uh, trends on internet, sometimes throw you out of balance and you you are like okay uh, maybe I'm doing something uh, wrong no you are not doing something wrong the wrong thing that you are doing that you are following that person that because that person is different from you that's why it's happening to you so I always tell them separate yourself from these people or you think that they are successful I want to be like them you are not them. You are your own individual. So respect that thing. And then just sit down and uh, take a five, 10 minutes and feel what your body is feeling and listen to your body and think about what you want for yourself. Okay. And then they tell me, okay, this is what I think I feel like I want uh, for myself. Then I'm not telling them like, you should be doing this. I was like, what, what you want, pick one thing. Don't pick like 10 things and then start doing uh, them together. And then you are like, okay, I'm not able to uh, accomplish all 10 things and you uh, consider it as a failure. So this is also happening in the- Amen brain. to that. Cause you, yes. that is totally what happens is people are like, I'm gonna do change like all of these habits at once and I'm gonna create all these different rituals. And it's like, let's slow that ambition down. Just let's start yes. with one. 
Yeah. So you uh, means be human always set that uh, time frame. Like in a month, I want uh, uh, to be like uh, myself, like from here to here. But why you have to uh, set that goal? Yes, that is good. But what happening if you are not reaching to that goal on that time frame? You consider yourself failure. No, it's maybe it worked for other person, but maybe you uh, need more time. Your body needs more time. So we need to understand that I should not be, even I tell people, if you are twins, you are not same. Identical twins also not same. <laughs> I mean, means simple example is uh, your identical twin may be digesting some food very easily and then you are eating the same food you're not able to digest it why it's happening it's the same food there is no difference so understand uh, rather than getting mad on that thing that why i'm not uh, digesting same food just understand yourself your body is rejecting that food it means you need something different rather than beating yourself up like or oh, maybe something with a wrong with me no nothing is wrong with you so we need to connect with our bodies because we are not taking that moment we are connecting with internet we are connecting with social media or all other things but we never gave ourselves to connect with ourselves so uh, Naru, you're like making my heart explode because yes like that is part of the mission with centered in the city and, the, and my membership community is taking that time to pause to connect to self and how can we build rituals in our lives that help us pause and connect to self because when we do hear and feel ourselves just like you said we're getting this like wisdom that helps us then understand our health and our well-being on a whole other level because we are not one size fits all yeah. um I, I a funny thing like i used to get requests all the time of can I just get a meal plan? Can I just get, da, da, da. and I'm like, what works for me is not what's going to work for you. Right. And that, and so understanding nutrition and listening to our own body and how we process things and what it craves is huge. I'm, I'm curious, like when you work with your clients and thinking about food, like what kind of food is typically like this month at Center of the City, we're exploring this grounding energy. And so I'm curious, like what type of food has a lot of grounding qualities within Ayurvedic wisdom? So uh, let me t uh, start with this thing. So Ayurveda main base is, uh, is working on five elements, which is earth, air, water, fire, and space. So uh, uh, the, all the grounding uh, things are, uh, it's very easy to understand. So what's the grounding? Ground is related to earth. So whatever the uh, food you are eating, if they have earth element, if they have little sweetness in it, so it helps you to feel more grounded, like cinnamon. It's a little woody if you're touching it, right? So it has that heavy earth element and it's had a little sweetness also. So it's not sweet like sugar, but uh, the smell, the, all those things, that's a sweetness in it. So it help you to more grounding, little warm thing, anything not hot, spicy, warm things. Um, so that will help you in grounding. So like ginger... Yes. Humeric. So uh, yes, and it all. I also uh, always tell my clients like quantity matters a lot. Uh, Sometimes a simple example. Let me give you. It's very funny. So turmeric is like a big hype right now. 
So whichever store, if you go in Costco, there are piles of the turmeric, right? So, but how much turmeric is good for you? Means when uh, in Ayurveda or in Indian cooking, when we are putting a turmeric in our uh, food, so it, it is hardly in a, like for four or five people, it's a half a teaspoon of turmeric you are putting into your food. If you're putting more, then it will get bitter, right? You won't be able to um, uh, savor the flavor of the other elements. So, but when we are picking all these things, because internet made that hype, and now we are stirring whole two or three, I mean, people told me that, and I was like literally shocked, three tablespoons of turmeric in a glass of water and they're drinking it. And later on, they're uh, complaining that it's not good. It means it's not the turmeric is not good. It's the quantity you are taking and how you are taking it. It's a matter a lot. So when you are talking about the foods that are good or bad for you, it's always about the quantity, the way you are cooking it, and then also definitely on your body type. So if you are talking about grounding, maybe uh, some grounding food may be good for you, but as for my body type, it's not good. So I always tweak around uh, assessing your body type, okay? These are the spices, these are the foods or fruits or nuts will be good for you. And then uh, for other person, it will be a different. So yes, definitely, if you are taking a little bit of cinnamon in your um, a tea, uh, if you're drinking or you're putting into your food, it's not going to harm you. But if you're uh, stirring a one tablespoon of uh, cinnamon for, uh, you are thinking like it will giving me, going to give a grounding in just a five minutes, I need more cinnamon, let's stir it in the uh, one glass of water and have it. No, you are not going to get grounding. You might feel acidic and maybe throwing up. <laughs> up more balance. Okay, so I think that's there's a lot of wisdom there, but it sounds like, tailoring food to your dosha type, your body type is helpful, but typically food that has that kind of earth quality with that. What about food that helps with creativity? So uh, there you need a little bit of spiciness <laughs> because your mind spicy. Be alert, right? So it should be more created. So spiciness doesn't mean you have to put chilies in your <laughs> um, uh, food, lot of chilies. Yes, you can put a little bit of uh, uh, whatever the green chilies, if you like, or uh, also the tolerance uh, level uh, different for every person. So always listen to your body because I tell people I can just assess your needs of your body, whatever you are t telling me. But sometimes you might miss some points, right? So I tell them, listen to your body don't just go whatever I'm uh, saying. If I'm saying, okay, you need a spicy food, but listen how much spicy food. Your uh, stomach is going to tell you immediately. If you're eating too much, it's going to tell you. So just don't go by the words like she said, uh, need a spiciness. I'm going to eat spices. doesn't matter what st my stomach is saying. So yes, little spiciness with um, uh, your ginger or black pepper, uh, it will help you to be more creative because you need that alertness in um, your mind to be a creative. And again, I tell people, our body synchronized with this nature. So it's always work. Like if you are confused, what should I be doing? Just give yourself a few minutes and connect with nature and see what's happening around you. So simple example. Um, spring is going to be here soon and you can if you go outside even if it's a cold but still you uh, still you can see little birds are coming out right leaves are not there but the budding has been started 
So it's saying, uh, telling you that the, there is an energy uh, uh, flow is going uh, in the nature, right? And um, you can see in the spring all beautiful flowers and all the new leaves and everything, right? The same thing is happening in our body also. Still, we need uh, energy, but uh, our body needs to be stable also. Means we were having a very sweet and heavy fat foods in winter, but now we don't need that because now your body needs to be uh, focused on changing your whole, uh, uh, your digestion, your, uh, how should I say, we uh, usually say that your, it's, a, your body is creating a new blood during this time. Yeah. So it's a lot of changes is happening in your body. If you are taxing your body with all those uh, heavy foods, then you are, your body is going to uh, throw out of balance. So have something um, cooked, but very easy to digest food for yourself as well as energetic food also so and also i tell people to focus on what's in the season we our body is designed for whatever the nature is going in that season it's it will thrive on that thing not on the fancy food that's coming in the market very expensive from third world country and you think like oh that's exp expensive it should be nutritious also no it's not like that. So eat whatever growing locally and whatever in that season is. These days, it's very confusing to find what's in the season is because doesn't matter which season is, you can find cucumbers all over the season. But cucumber is a vegetable uh, for a summer, right? So we need that, I think, uh, and now because of all this technology and everything, all this shipping from everywhere in the world, we are finding all these fancy fruits or foods uh, in our markets. And it's very hard for us to understand which is in the season or not. So I always uh, connect with people and ask them, okay, you live here, you are born here, you tell me what's in the season. Right. Yeah, if you are eating that, you are getting your all energy and it will never throw you out of balance. So it sounds like because of our modern world, we, especially in North America, where we have access to a lot of fruits and vegetables, the same types all year round, how when we eat out of seasonality, how it can kind of throw our bodies off and yeah. how that's part of intuitively listening in of like, oh, it's summertime, it's berries or it's springtime, lots of lettuce and asparagus and the things yes. that are, are just starting to sprout and grow. Okay, I'm curious to learn how we can connect the energetics around food because I think this is really helpful when we're at the grocery store and we're looking around and we have so many options like how do we get to nourish ourselves all about your body type means if you are uh, eating according to your body type if you are eating locally fresh fruits or food grown in your area you will be in the balance means everything will be uh, balanced means whether it's a confidence whether it's a creativity or whether it's anything you can name it means it will automatically in the balance you don't have to focus on one specific area like I want this thing uh, today I need this creativity today what food I should be eating today when you are uh, eating according to your uh, body type it will be already in the, uh, that balance. You no, don't need anything extra for that. Yes, for creativity, I will say that I will suggest do some yoga. 
because when you are uh, doing yoga it's connecting your mind and body and it will help you to find that balance and you will be more creative your the blood circulation is going in your body and then everything in the your breath is in the balance and uh, you will be more creative because when you are creative your brain needs more blood circulation than regular so when we are sitting on the desk whole day and looking at my laptop that's decreasing your creativity it's not increasing your creativity so i suggest usually people when they are working in the it uh, companies i tell them uh, after every hour if not uh, every hour after uh, every 2 hours take a, like a 5 minute pause or 10 minute pause and take some deep breaths or if you have a time take like 5 to 10 minutes to do some stretches or some yoga poses it will help you to focus more rather than just sitting on the uh, uh, looking at the laptop and thinking okay why my brain is not working because it doesn't have that oxygen and blood circulation to work or focus so just doing that 5 10 minute things will help you to be more creative so all those those are not very big things you know sitting on your chair you can do it right so you have to find what works best for you when it will help you to get there what would you recommend for people who are in north american western culture how, like how do they get their foot in the door or start to explore the world of ayurvedic medicine and how that could support maybe the support that they're getting within their western medicine world they can find it college of ayurveda of california i think uh, and they might have lot of uh, ayurvedic specialists there and uh, uh, if they will google they will find lot of ayurvedic specialists and i want to tell them they are uh they have a degree of 5 and 1/2 years it's not like you can have this knowledge in a 3 days or 5 days on a year or so it's a, like a long uh, uh, uh work of studies means it's it took me a 5 and 1/2 year to get that degree yes there are short courses also but you can't um, compare to people like having a short courses and then having a full degree so uh well, you have just to clarify like you are considered a doctor in india because yes. of your because of your studies and because of your expertise in this area so i yes. think that's really important to emphasize that if you do google somebody that it's not just they've taken an ayurvedic course one weekend or for 6 months but they've actually have a more comprehensive medical background in it yes so yes uh, there is a lot of difference mean same thing there are so many uh, short courses in a google but you can do that if you say like i want to be orthopedician i will do this like a um, two month course and then i will be orthopedician no no that's not possible in uh, any way you might get some uh, exercise and tell people oh if you have a knee pain you can do this exercise but you can't operate on your their knee right so same way ayurveda is also means people now these days they are doing all the short courses and calling them uh definitely they are not saying they are doctor but uh, <laughs> they are saying that they are ayurvedic specialists but there between there is a lot of difference between doctor and the specialist so when i did my degree it took me half five and half year and i am registered and certified doctor in my um back in india and uh, anyone get check that so yes so because it's not we are not licensed here to practice a medicine but that's a whole different thing but my goal is always tell people the beauty of the ayurveda is that we can stop disease before it 
um, will happen in your body. So we should be focusing on that thing. No other medicine is telling you that they work after it happens in your body, right? Yeah. So tell you, Proactive approach to yes. healthcare. So that's the beauty of Ayurveda. I always tell people means Ayurveda designed in a such a way that you can find all the treatment around you in the nature. So it's available in your house, but you don't know how to use that. Just focusing on small little things, you can balance your body and you will be never sick. Uh, sick. Kind of the last question here is, what kind of signs do you think people can look for? And obviously it probably depends on their dosha type, but to be out of balance, because sometimes we don't know we're out of balance until we get that disease. And that disease could be anything from heart disease or having trouble sleeping or being diagnosed with anxiety or depression. So I'm curious, like, what are some of the signs or symptoms that are telling us that our body's off balance? So it's very easy to identify uh, weight. That's why I tell people, find like five, 10 minutes so that you can scan your body and listen to your body. And trust me, you don't need doctor uh, to tell you that you are out of balance. You can tell by yourself. Just scan your body and uh, just focus and see what your body is feeling right now. Is there any pain? Is there anything weird happening? Means you are getting angry unnecessarily. There is no reason you are yelling at people or maybe you are frustrated uh, with yourself. Like I'm not able to get at that. So why it's happening? So just if you focus on those things, if you're uh, noticing that uh, my skin is lit changing a little bit, means it's not the same way it was before. Yes, season can um, affect that thing. But if there is a drastic change in your skin, means you had a oily skin, now it's all of a sudden too dry. So those signs and symptoms are telling you, you are out of balance. So let me tell me you one simple thing, you will start like, um seeing sign and symptom like you you are frustrated you are angry and uh you don't know the reason behind it why it's happening and then later on you will notice you are having that anxiety attack and then further you are going to notice you have now high blood pressure then you will get treated for high blood pressure but not where it started so you have to find that why you are frustrated or why you're angry without the reason there is always some cause it's not like it's some, uh, you don't know what's happening. You always know what's happening, but you are the person who has to identify that. I love that picture you're painting for us. And a lot of, I think in our culture, we tag it to distress, but stress is such a big category in our world. And so to get quiet and to really think about, okay, well, what is underneath the stress? Is it because there's tension or disalignment within a relationship or how you're living your values or yeah. how you're spending your time right so to get quiet to understand and then notice where that stress is and how harmful stress is on our holistic yeah. health neuro i could keep geeking out with you about holistic health all day long where <laughs> um where can people learn more about you or just stay connected if they have follow-up questions so they can connect me on my LinkedIn profile. So it's my first name and last name. They can search me uh, on the LinkedIn. They can find me there. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Centered in the City podcast. It would mean the world to me if you paused and took a moment to rate and review this podcast. 
or maybe even share this episode with somebody in your life that is curious about Ayurvedic medicine, holistic living, nourishment, nutrition, mindfulness, somebody you want to geek out with and share all the goodies that were talked about in today's episode. And until next time, stay centered.